Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 108 of Navigating the Modern World. Today I'm going to be talking about how to work with really strong, unskillful, or negative thinking. Um, So as you guys know, if you've been following kind of my journey, I am in a two-year mentorship with two Western monks and one of the things that we are working so deeply and intimately with is our thinking, our thoughts. So the first thing that I want to do is I want to just suggest for a moment that maybe you close your eyes down and you just focus for a moment to try to count your thoughts. So I'm going to be silent for just 60 seconds, not a big deal. And I want you to just count how many thoughts you have in one minute. And if you're having the thought, I'm not having thoughts, that's a thought. Okay. So for some people, some people will count that they had three or four, right? And some people will count that they had like 50. I get, I get the wide range every time I do that exercise. And it's not like the people that have three to four thoughts are having actually less thoughts or that they're better at not thinking. It's just that we have different awareness of our thoughts. And it's also doesn't mean that the people that have like 30, 50 thoughts, that anything is wrong with them. Actually, it's very, very normal to have a ton of thoughts. And most of the time we are just unconscious of those thoughts. So I want you to just become aware. I want to start this podcast by just having the awareness of how many thoughts are cycling and kind of becoming aware of the quote unquote monkey mind that is actually quite normal to human existence. The part that I really want to focus on in today's podcast is strong thoughts that overtake you. And this is coming from my own practice. Um, I have some strong, intense thoughts around relationship specifically it's mostly triggered by relationship um 
that arise whenever I'm engaging in any sort of intimate relationship with another human being. And the thoughts look like a bunch of things. They kind of feel needy, like they have this, they have this body sensation of like intensity it's around my heart it's a little bit heavy it's pressing it's racing in my mind um and the thoughts are often like you're never going to get what you want you can't do this this is too intense or they look something like um you know, I'll act out in some way. So I'll be re- kind of reacting to these thoughts and maybe I tell a white lie for attention or maybe I act a certain way or wear certain clothes or do certain something to try to gain attention, to be seen, to to really understand my worth, right? Like I want to be seen because I want to be recognized so that I know I'm worthy, I know I exist, I know that I'm worth being seen. And whenever I act out these things, then the thoughts turn into you're a bad person, like you can't ever get your crap together, why are you so needy, why do you need attention, what's wrong with you, right? It kind of, there's like this twofold, there's these kind of unconscious or subconscious, they're not unconscious, but subconscious um, thoughts of like, you know, I can't do this. This is hard. Does this person like me? I want this person to like me. What's going on? Like, you know, da, 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 da. and then those thoughts create this reactionary thing in me where I, I really try to get attention. And then when those actions occur, I go into this almost deep feelings of unworthiness. And so that actually has been occurring over the last like 24 hours. And I've been studying thoughts quite, you know, deeply over the past year and longer than that, but even more deeply over the past year. And one thing that I've been really good at practicing is having compassion for myself and being gentle with myself. So, you know, when these things arise, really just witnessing them and okay, I'm having thoughts about unworthiness, I'm having thoughts um, that something's wrong with me, I'm having thoughts that I can't do this, just, you know, being very aware that these thoughts are here, and sometimes I even name them, like, like, the name that I use a lot of times is Becky, so like, oh, Becky's here, and she's telling me I'm unworthy, right, like, I've, I've gotten good at kind of witnessing them and non-identifying with them as much, and being gentle with myself and kind to myself and, and, you know, placing hands on my heart and, and telling myself that you are worthy and and you're okay. And, and that's all a huge part of mindfulness is one, being able to see it all, witness it, observe it. And then two, being kind as you witness and observe it, because we all know that, um, berating ourselves isn't helpful most of the time. So beating ourselves up, it's in Buddhism, it's called the second arrow. So the first arrow is that suffering occurs. So we have these thoughts or we have these feelings about self. And then the second arrow is when we actually shoot ourselves into the heart by judging ourselves for having these thoughts. So it's like there's already suffering and then we push more suffering in by shooting ourselves with the second arrow, judging ourselves like, why am I having these thoughts? What's wrong with me? Like, right? Like we, we compound the suffering by that second arrow. And so I've gotten good at watching the first arrow. But what I've noticed lately is that some of these thoughts, they need almost 
something more. And so as I've been studying thoughts and studying what Buddha taught about how to work with thoughts, there's one aspect and it's called the stronger aspect. And there's two parts to it. And I really want to talk about these two parts of when thoughts are almost too strong that being compassionate with self or just witnessing them doesn't really help us in our suffering that it doesn't go away like we can practice compassion and we can practice observing but they still are holding on with a force and so the first thing to do whenever you're really caught or really hooked by some negative thinking or some unskillful thinking is to really become highly aware of what holding these thoughts does to you. So where, if you were to look in your life, like in that moment of holding those negative thoughts or being hooked by those negative thoughts, what does it actually create in you? Does it create hate? Does it create distance? Does it create, like really look at the future it creates for yourself. Like look, and the Buddha says, look at the dangers, look at the dangers that believing these thoughts does for you. Look at how actually it's dangerous to continue believing them. And for myself, I can really see that it's dangerous because it pulls me completely out of the present moment. First of all, it like takes me down this whole path where like I can have whole entire days where I'm caught and I'm anxious and I'm and I'm walking around the world like obsessed about these thoughts and and like not being super kind to people and being very distant and not making eye contact and um, avoiding the things that I need to do that day all because I'm caught in this thought pattern and so I kind of like leave my entire life sometimes for a day sometimes for multiple days And it is dangerous because as the Buddhist said, when that happens, there is a ghost running your life. There is nobody here. And not only that, it's dangerous because I have no desire to live my life that way. I have no desire to be so caught in a thought pattern that I suffer for days on end. I have no desire to be so isolated because I'm having this fearful thought pattern that I ignore people when I pass them in the grocery store or, um, you know, don't make eye contact, eye contact with people, or I'm having these thoughts of like, I'm unworthy and I'm also doing self-harm, right? Like I also on days that I'm in this, I will emotionally eat. I'm harming my body. I'm harming my relationships and connections with others. I'm harming even my business. Like maybe I won't work on the things I know I need to be working on, right? Like actually give yourself permission to see the true dangers that believing these thoughts is causing in your life. And then sometimes the Buddha says that that also doesn't work. We see the dangers and we're kind of like, ah, like we're still too caught up in it. We're still too caught up in it. And this is what I practiced this morning. And this is what sparked me wanting to share this podcast. So, you know, I, I thought of all the dangers and I really saw like, okay, that's not how I want to be living my life. And that is dangerous in the way that I'm just like avoiding the things that need to be done. And And I kind of leave my life for 48 hours, which is a lot of time to leave your life. 
So I really saw the dangers and, and it was still there. I was still kind of hooked. I could, I could feel that I didn't want to let it go. I didn't want to, I didn't, I just like, my brain was just like caught up in it. So once again, there's nothing bad or wrong about it. And I want to give the process again, right? I was compassionate. I was observing. I did some self-nurturing and that didn't, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the, the way for me to unhook myself for today. Sometimes that does work. Other times it doesn't. So then I went into really investigating what the dangers are of holding this thought and believing it, believing these thoughts. And then when that wasn't helpful either, when that didn't solve it either, I did the third thing that the Buddha says. And the Buddha says that you turn away from the thought like it's rotten garbage. Like you actually turn away from it like you would turn your eyes away from something that's harmful for your eyes to see. And something that I incorporated that is sometimes that, you know, you could say mantra, you could speak to it, be very firm. And this is the thing I want to say, we can be firm while still being kind to ourselves. And the reason that we're still kind to ourselves is because I'm not caught up that I am this thought. So I'm, when I'm, when I'm talking to the thought, when I'm cutting through the, the thought, I'm not being mean to myself. I'm just cutting through the thought. And so this is what it looked like. It looked like me just pausing and me saying, no, no, you do not get space here. You are not true and you do not get space here. And the second that I did it, I noticed a shift in my body of like, whoa, it was almost like, it was almost like, um, you know, when you kind of get reprimanded or something and it like shakes you up a little bit. That's kind of what happened. I was just like, no, you don't get space here. And I just very much turned away from the thought. And then what the Buddha says is the Buddha says you need to not replace it, so to speak, because, because you're, you're not, it doesn't go away, but you kind of place it aside. Like, no, you don't get my attention. And I brought my attention to something that's more true. And what I said to myself is, Kimberly, you're doing the best you can. Kimberly, you're human. Kimberly, it's okay. You're doing great. So I did this turning away really sharply and firmly. And then I brought it back to nurturing and telling myself truths. And sometimes the truths are, um, you know, you have, you have a client in 30 minutes. Sometimes the truths are, you're a woman walking in this world. You're brave. You're courageous. You know, sometimes the truths are you're wearing black pants and you're sitting on a chair, right? Like the truths look different, but you turn away from the thoughts that are not true and you do it firmly. You can feel that there was firmness. I wasn't just like, go away thoughts. No, I was like, no. You do not get space here. And then you hold to it. And then you bring your attention to something more skillful and something less dangerous. And in doing so, literally, so I, I've had this kind of like um, tightness in my chest. And it went away. Like that. It like just dissolved 
in the intensity of me just saying no and claiming no, that that is not true. And so I wanted to offer this because a lot of times when we think about positive you know, psychology or being compassionate with ourselves or loving ourselves, sometimes it looks like starting with some gentleness, observing, and sometimes that's actually enough. Sometimes by you just seeing it, like, oh, I'm having thoughts I'm unworthy. Oh, and holding a hand up for my heart and breathing and being gentle. Sometimes that totally is what I need. And then there are other times when our thoughts, we have to take responsibility that sometimes our thoughts hook us so deep that we need some other action steps. So that's when you begin telling the truth about the dangers of holding these thoughts. And then if that doesn't quite unhook you, you can then go into this assertive, it's almost like setting a boundary with your own thoughts, like no, no. And I... I love the acronym that Brene Brown uses, which is like having boundaries that are in, that have integrity to yourself so that you can be gracious, gracious with yourself or gracious with another. And when our thoughts are having us be self-deprecating or mean to ourselves, it's actually unhelpful for anyone. So setting the boundary, being intentional with our thoughts and the thoughts that we carry as true is so vitally important. What you think is actually what you live into. The thoughts you're having about yourself and about life are what create your life. So if you're having some thought patterns that are harder to let go of, try this practice and, um, you can either email me at Kimberly Elise Johnson, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-A-L-L-Y-S-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N at gmail.com. Or you can get on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com and write me. There's like a contact page. I would love to hear how this works if you try it out and you practice it. Thank you so much for being here. I... I am beyond grateful for this community and I can't believe that I get to do this work. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and a great Halloween.